Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with KSOM, KS95 News. Forecast high for today is 76 degrees, 48 the low tonight. We do have a chance for some rain here this week. 82 the high on Monday, it'll be sunny. 59 the low Monday night, but a chance for scattered thunderstorms uh, Monday, again on Tuesday, Tuesday night into uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night, all the way through Friday and Friday night with storms are likely and Saturday, a good chance for scattered rain showers as well. A Montgomery County man suffered injuries to tractor rollover accident to southwest of Stanton. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office says the accident happened at 7.30 p.m. in the 2700 block of N Avenue. According to the report, Lucas Swanson of Stanton was operating a tractor when it tipped over on its top, pinning Swanson underneath. Rescue crews lifted the tractor, freeing Swanson. Ground ambulance transported him to an air ambulance on O Avenue and flown to an Omaha hospital. The Stanton and Red Oak Fire Departments and Red Oak Police Department assisted the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office at the scene. Atlantic firefighters responded to a house fire on Saturday night. Officials say the call went out just before midnight at 304 Hazel Street. The lone occupant was able to get out of the house safely. Firemen were able to douse the fire a short time later. No other details are available at this time. A new study suggests that using tobacco and marijuana is tied to much higher risk of depression and anxiety. Researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, studied nearly 54,000 U.S. adults and found that those who use both substances experienced depression or anxiety at almost twice the rate of people who didn't use either one. The lead researchers said smoking weed and tobacco doesn't help in dealing with anxiety and depression and might make mental health issues worse in the long run. The study was published Wednesday by the journal PLOS One. Atlantic School Superintendent Dr. Beth Johnson spoke to the school board Wednesday night about Senate File 496 specifically regarding what books are allowed in the school. And it really focuses on how do we review and weed all the books like in the libraries. And during that process, we have to determine which are age appropriate uh, with the content. And it's not, we, we can't go off a list. So maybe, maybe we, you've heard that there's a list out there. We're not allowed to look at the list because then we're, you know, identifying books from other school districts. So we have to go through the process ourselves and look at the books to see and make sure that it's age-appropriate content. Dr. Johnson said they're awaiting direction from the school attorney, but they have to have things in place by January 2024. Enrollment is currently open for the 2023-24 program year. Katie Bakeman, a Cass County 4-H Youth Coordinator, said it's free to join 4-H in the county thanks to generous donations to the Cass County 4-H Endowment Fund. I think 4-H is really important. It helps kids grow and learn, and it helps kids kind of experience new opportunities that they may not always have, like in school or other organizations. So 4-H has a variety of project areas that kids can participate and learn in. It's not just all about the animals, but we do a lot with communications and leadership. We also have all of the, like, the projects that you see in the building. So kids can focus on science, technology, engineering, clothing, creative arts, wherever their interest is, there's a place for them in 4-H. Youth in kindergarten through 12th grade are eligible to join. There are seven Clover Kids groups and 11 4-H clubs in Cass County to choose from. Most meet monthly. Clover Kid groups are for youth currently enrolled in kindergarten through third grade. 
Those youth meet with their club to participate in hands-on activities, make new friends, and build life skills. Youth that currently enrolled in 4th through 12th grade are eligible for 4-H community clubs. Now, on October 8th, Cass County 4-H is hosting their annual Fall Fest from 2 to 4 p.m. on the fairgrounds, 805 West 10th Street in Atlantic. All community members are welcome to attend this event. Admission is free. Tickets to participate at booths are only 10 cents each. And 4-H clubs host booths with fun activities and share information about what they do as a 4-H group. And each club sets a different price for their activity or game and how many tickets it costs. And it's a fundraiser for the club, so then they get to take that back to, you know, having maybe a pizza party for their club or um, doing something else fun during the meeting times. I know this year we're going to have a maze, we're going to have a hayride, a sports obstacle, we'll have some fish pong, a petting zoo. So it's just a fun day to come out, see the fairgrounds, meet some 4-H'ers, see what different clubs are doing, and just have some family-free fun. If you'd like to learn more about 4-H, there will also be a new member Find out night on December 4th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Cass County Community Building in Atlantic. This is a free event open to anyone interested in learning more about the program and asking questions to County 4-H staff, volunteers, and current members. For more information about joining your local Iowa 4-H development program as a 4-H member or adult volunteer, you can go to extension.iastate.edu slash cast slash or contact the ISU Extension and Outreach Cass County Office. Hey, anglers, do not put away your rod and reel just yet. Some of the best fishing is upon us. According to Brian Hayes, fisheries biologist with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, Hayes says water temperatures will also cool down as the temperatures cool, shedding a lot of the algae and clearing up the water to improve fishing. So looking ahead into the fall, uh, when things do cool down and clear up, the bluegill and crappie fishing will improve, the largemouth bass fishing will improve, It'll improve. Cool temperatures, you know, kind of get the fish, their metabolism going, and they're they're more actively feeding. They're going to try and bulk up ahead of the winter. Um, and the clearer water, you know, makes it easier to catch them. They can see your baits, and uh, you, it just improves fishing. So we always look forward to that fall fishing. Now, Hayes says Prairie Rose topped the list of top fishing spots this uh, past spring the list had really nice crappies and really quality bluegills and so once that clears up cools down we should see see the fishing improve at prairie rose and that's one of the lakes that's on my list to get to um, a year ago i had a really good trip to, to meadow lake in adair county catching crappies in the fall just fishing over the top of the brush pile and it was an enjoyable trip. Yeah. So Meadow Lake, Adair County, you see if them crappies are still there. Uh, those brush piles, you can actually find them pretty easily because uh, we've got that lake drawn down about three feet. Trying to, It's one of those management practices to restructure the fish population. Hayes and the DNR are currently doing their fall trap netting. And this, this gives us our best look at our bluegill crappie population. So call me in about a week or 10 days and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm seeing mm. and where. You know, we're going into Greenfield uh, City Reservoir um, later, and I look back at the data from last year. There were a lot of eight and a half inch crappies in there last year. Let's let's see if those are nine and a half and tens this yeah. year. So don't hesitate to reach out for us or keep an, a track of our uh, 
fishing report that comes out every Thursday afternoon, and we'll try and get you to that good fall fishing. He says a tri-lake Anita, Viking Lake would be a good trip, and three-mile and 12-mile lakes are destinations for some good fishing. There's more news on our website at westerniowatoday.com.